Welcome to the Maintaining Hope podcast. The Maintaining Hope podcast exists to look at how to maintain hope in an ever-changing world. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 33 of the Maintaining Hope podcast. I'm your host Brian and as always I'm thrilled that you've decided to join us as we look at how to maintain hope in an ever-changing world. Friends, this week, before I introduce my guests on the podcast, I just want to make a couple of announcements. Um, I am looking at releasing probably two to three more episodes of season three of this podcast, and then I will be taking a break from the podcast until probably, I'm thinking, middle of October reason for that is uh, for those of you that don't know I am currently in process uh, to become ordained as a reverend and I do have some work coming up for that and uh, my lovely wife and I are actually going to be on vacation uh, back home in Canada shout out podcast listeners in Canada Uh, we will be back in Canada for about a month and I just really want to rest well vacation well Um, I love this podcast Uh, I just need to make sure that uh, I continue to bring my best and bring my full passion to this podcast and breaks like this enable me to do so so if you have not already please take a minute and click the subscribe button uh, so that you can stay up to date on when these episodes of the podcast are released and then I will also let you know uh, what episode will be the conclusion of season three but just wanted to let you know that season three is slowly starting to wrap up and then there will be like I said that extended break before season four starts another thing I wanted to highlight as well is is that I recently got a fantastic review that was just so encouraging and kind and uplifting uh, on Apple Podcast Review, and I just want to share that with you. So this review is coming from someone by the name of Fredissimo, and I really, really hope that I have pronounced your name correctly. If I have not, I sincerely apologize, Uh, and they say this. uh, The review is titled, Beautiful Podcast. The host is extremely well-spoken and has great thoughts on an ever-changing world and has great ideas that are both positive and insightful. Fredissimo, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that. That is so kind of you to say that and thank you for taking the time to write that review. And friends, if you would like to leave a a review of the podcast, would love to incorporate that into future episodes And as always, I will um, link in the show notes to a website that will let you leave me a voice message. So if you have a question, a comment, something that you would like me to chat about potentially in season four of the podcast, please let me know via that voice messaging site. And yeah, would love to incorporate that into future episodes of the show. So this week, I am excited to continue our series on COVID and marriage. Uh, This is part three of this series. And this week, our guests are from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And they are my friends, Lauren and Asher. 
this was a fantastic conversation to have, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Lauren and Asher. So this week on the podcast, I am really excited to welcome Lauren and Asher to the podcast. Lauren, Asher, how are you guys? It's great to see you. Hi, Brian. It's really hey. good to see you too. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, thanks for hopping on with me this week. Um, so, Lauren, Asher, I know about you guys, but uh, would love it if you could tell our audience a little bit more about yourselves individually, how you're spending your time these days, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm Lauren and I am an ESL instructor. So I teach newcomers to Canada how to speak English. I'm also part of a community of people who intentionally move into high density, low income neighborhoods to love their neighbors and try to share the good news of Jesus with them. Um, Those are things that I really am passionate about and like to spend my time doing, but they've shifted quite a bit thanks to COVID this last year. And so a lot of my time is kind of, yeah, trying to figure out how do I still do those things when I'm teaching purely online and can't really have anybody into my home. Uh, So uh, we've been trying to think of creative ways to do that. Um, I'm also really involved with my church. And uh, when it's not COVID times, I'm a swing dance instructor. Awesome. How about for you, Asher? Yeah, so I am currently working in the homelessness and housing sector. Um, And uh, that's kind of what I do most days. Um, And then evenings are mostly kind of just winding down from that because there's a Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, uh, you know, need like high needs people that I work with on the daily daily and lots of paperwork and stuff. And so it's kind of just nice to wind down, especially since we it's hard to do much else because of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Lauren and I live in this neighborhood that she mentioned and we really try to you know be really intentional with how we spend our time and who we spend our time with um so that's been tricky to do so so far it's kind of just been you know reading and taking it easy in the evenings but hopefully now that it's summertime and uh restrictions are kind of starting to go away here that can we can start to spend our time our off time off of work with neighbors and uh, kind of connecting with our communities and stuff too yeah totally because you guys excuse me you guys are kind of you're close to restriction free where you guys are right now is that correct just restriction free as of last friday so it's been a week ah right 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 awesome So so the government has removed the restrictions almost entirely um but lots of businesses are still self-imposing their own restrictions and and things too so socially it's kind of starting to wind down but there's still plenty of places that ask people to mask or you know still have very limited hours and and Mm -hmm. capacities and things too so it's and individuals are still figuring out how comfortable they are. We still are kind of tiptoeing around each other, being like, would you like me yeah. to wear a mask? Are you comfortable coming in my house? Yep. <laughs> Do you want to just yep. meet outside? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. So, totally. And I, and, and I think we will globally be doing that for the foreseeable future. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're slowly making progress, right? You know, it's the 19th month of 2020, I think, right now. So it's, we're, <laughs> we're slowly making progress. So, 
Asher, you had mentioned um, reading. What are you, what are you reading these days? Is there anything you're reading that's just making you hopeful? Yeah, anything like that? Well, right now I'm reading a book called Andrew, uh, by Andrew Peterson. It's called Adorning the Dark. And it's kind of his uh, sort of memoir and reflections on community and creativity. Um, and so, um, I'm really enjoying that book um, and you know it's kind of just all about um, how God is kind of really just in control of our lives but if we do it in a solitary way then then we're missing out on a lot and we need to be have people around us and share in the things that we create and the creative things that we do and it's yeah loving it right now. Cool. That's awesome. How about for you, Lauren? Are you a reader, a podcast listener? Yeah, I'm more of a reader. Um, I've been just lightly delving into um, the theology of the body. Um, it's mm -hmm. a, a, well, it's a retelling of the theology of the body by Christopher West. It, they kind of, he kind of took all of Pope John Paul II's very extensive um, writings on kind of what it means to be physical humans oh, wow. and how we embody um, God and and how the ways that we use our bodies can be glorifying to God and cool. um, just kind of bringing an understanding, a, a deeper understanding of really what we're meant to be and who we're meant to be um, in our physical selves and not, not having such a distinction between the spiritual and the physical, but rather saying the physical is the um, kind of working out of all the spiritual things that are going on to us. So totally. Just, just starting into that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That, that's great. That's great. So yeah. Lord and Asher, uh, when and how did you guys meet for the first time? Tell us that story. We, uh, we met online. I'm like still a bit embarrassed about to say. It's all good. <laughs> Even it's all it's good. It's very common now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. On a, just a dating website, I had, finally kind of given in to a, a colleague at work who said, you have to try it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try. And it was the first time I'd gone on. I read his profile and I messaged him and said, you know, you sound interesting. <laughs> Let's chat more. And uh, we started talking about books and tea and places in Edmonton that we loved and um, just kind of what our routines were like and, and church and got along really well. And I, I think what really stuck out was just that he's a really good writer. And so cool. it was a good medium to meet him on because I got to know him and just the way his mind works uh, in a way that you don't necessarily get to know someone if you meet face to face. So totally, totally. Yeah. yeah and so we were messaging online a little bit, but I definitely didn't want that to you know, drag out too long because you miss out on a lot by meeting a person in person. Yeah. Um, and so um, kind of more or less as soon as we could or felt comfortable, uh, we met at a coffee shop and um, yeah, kind of just started to get to know Lauren in that way. I mean, Lauren is also a really good writer, but she's also a really good conversationalist. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was kind of one thing that, that, um, yeah, uh, that's something that you don't get online, really. Yeah. I guess maybe, you know, Zoom is popular now, and I wasn't doing that at that time. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's just being being in person with someone is a totally different dynamic. And so that was 
That was good. It was good first impression, <laughs> second first impression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we got to know each other on two levels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, going to the the first impressions, um, what was your first impression like when you were chatting online, meeting in person? Was it similar? Did it differ? Walk us through that. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was fairly different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in writing, you have so much space to like really be creative and mm. thoughtful in kind of the words that you use. And that was one thing that really kind of stuck out to me about Asher was that he he cared just as much about making the way he said something sound beautiful hmm. as he cared about the, getting the meaning across. And yeah. that was really unique to kind of read somebody's writing who really like thoughtfully crafted sentences and made it just sound lovely. And, um, and you get, I think you get deeper, faster, uh, in writing. So in person, when we met the first time I was, yeah, I, it was, it was funny, kind of a funny first impression. Cause you're like, well, I already know a lot about you, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm meeting you sure. for the first time. So you're trying to match up all these things that you kind of know. I knew he was a musician. I knew he like some of his uh, history with church and his like where he lived in Alberta and all that but I had never like seen him before <laughs> so yeah, yeah you yeah. walk up and he was he was quite quiet actually the first time that we met and I was kind of surprised at how reserved and shy he was um, so it was probably good that I knew so much and I knew that he could share a lot and was yeah, a very sure. open person sure. he just didn't quite appear that way the first time which makes sense I mean it's the first time we're meeting each other and yeah. nerves and all that that I've always considered myself a better writer than I am of a talker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he, if in person, he, the first impression I had was that he, uh, he took a, took his time to say what he meant. It was really, he is a slower kind of processor and took, um, he, he was really thoughtful about putting his sentences together and like telling stories and it was always worth it to wait for the end but sometimes it took a while to get there <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And i remember thinking wow he's like he really cares about the nuance of saying things sure um, well and that i mean that came across in his writing too but yeah in person it was interesting i've never really met someone who's so who cares so much about really saying things in a distinct way to be to get your meaning really clear mm -hmm. totally yeah that's how i think why the online and the meeting in person thing worked well for us because you know when we were messaging online um <clears throat> you know our messages were like every message was longer than the first one and so by the time we met yeah. in person they were um pretty long Three thousand words or well not quite <laughs> but they were extensive <laughs> Um, but meeting in person is so much more back and forth, right? Yeah. And you see how someone is responding in real time to what you're saying and communicating. So it's definitely very different. But like I said, Lauren is a super good communicator, conversationalist. Um, and um, <clears throat> so that worked quite well for us, I think, especially, you know, at a first meeting, you're trying to like, you know, gauge someone. Sure, sure. It's a first yeah. impression thing for sure that you're um and so uh yeah lauren was gracious enough to wait for me to finish my sentences awesome good <laughs> good 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 <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, he, nice. he said very explicitly on that first meeting that he tries his very best to completely ignore first impressions <laughs> because he feels like they're most often wrong. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. I felt very let off the hook. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't really matter if I make a fool out of myself because he's not going to, he's going to try not to count this one anyway. <laughs> well, that's good to know because this is, you know, Asher and I are actually meeting for the first time. So that's if you're true. ignoring first impressions, you know, it's that, that is a little bit of a relaxation point, I guess. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just calm things right down. No absolutely. pressure. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So first meeting in person, you're at a coffee shop. I know that leads to a second date, third date. Um, tell us a little bit about your dating journey. Um, how long did you date before engagement happened? What was it like to date during COVID? Walk us through those things. Yeah, well, COVID didn't happen until we got, it didn't start until we got engaged. Uh, so our dating life was pretty um, normal, <laughs> I guess. Um, you know, in, in as much as like we didn't live together while we were dating um, mm -hmm. and really kind of just tried to, um, yeah. do things right i guess yeah, um sure and also kind of just trying to take our time as well so like we, we were just trying to have fun and get to know each other and do things right but also like possibility of getting married was definitely in the back of our minds um and so i kind of was like you know let's just like take this slow let's do it right let's take mm -hmm. our time really get to know each other um you know if we do end up getting married we'll have all the time in the world to <laughs> to you know do what we want but also like dating is kind of just a different stage of life that once you're married you don't really get it back um and so i'm um, just trying to make the most of that um so yeah i don't know lots of coffee shops we generally would like to i mean it sounds kind of weird now but we really like to, to just do normal things together like grocery shopping and yeah cooking. yeah 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 um getting gas getting gas <laughs> that's awesome i mean i love that part of the, yeah part of that was just because you know we didn't get to spend every day together and so we're sure. kind of just trying to <laughs> eat out every minute that we could yeah <laughs> yeah totally totally yeah we dated for um quite a long time i think uh it was over two years before we got engaged okay and a lot of people were kind of asking me like, why are you taking so long <laughs> um and i think we just decided it was really important to us we we actually talked about a fairly early like third date um oh, just wow. like okay. saying you know we really we want to do this well mm -hmm. it was really intentional that we knew that dating is is not simple <laughs> and yeah. you're really trying to determine if this person could be a, like a spouse for you for the rest of your life and so um, we really took our time mm -hmm. getting to know each other, but also we didn't want to get engaged very quickly because it was um, really important to us that we were both kind of in the best place that we could possibly be in terms mm -hmm. of our personal growth, our relationship mm -hmm. with God, um, and just really be ready to be yeah. married because it was impressed very clearly upon us from all of our <laughs> older married friends that marriage is hard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And so yeah. it was really like, okay, we want to take this seriously. And, and we really want to be in a place where we were kind of as whole and as well as we could be um, before we took on this task of being married. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we, we, we took our time, but it was also very fun. We just mm-hmm. really enjoyed just going on little adventures and um, totally. we really loved totally. being outside. So going on lots of walks and exploring our city and sometimes taking day trips to the mountains and going on hikes mm. and things like that. So it was just really, spe- everything felt yeah. special. Mm-hmm. That was, was so lovely about dating. It just like yeah, totally. every time we saw each other, it was like, this is so exciting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So something that is coming up just as we as we chat that I would love to hear both of you just kind of speak into a little bit is I can tell that thoughtfulness and intentionality are both key, key pillars of who you are individually and in your couple and in your marriage and as a couple. Um, why are those two things important to you? What's, what's led you to really focus on thoughtfulness and intent and just good intentionality? Uh, well, I, I mean, I can speak for myself in that for me, it comes to, I think, mostly like mental health, mental wellness mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and so like, I've had lots of you know, stressful jobs and difficult times, uh, kind of mentally. And I've just always found that the way through that is to, um, <clears throat> like, not like doing the automatic thing that kind of just is what everyone does is usually not helpful. Hmm. Um, the helpful thing is usually, you know, things that take a bit more work and a bit more personal investment to do. Hmm. Um, but they just have such a big payoff. And so, you know, in, in wanting to do that, I mean, there's just not really as much time to do, um, the automatic things. Uh, and so, um, I mean, and it's definitely a fight as well. So I, you know, don't have Facebook or any social media on my phone because I just found it so easy to just pull it out, scroll, and then like feel gross. Yep. Um, yep. And um, so the phone is kind of a easy and easy place to start, difficult one to <laughs> to really figure out. Totally. But um, I just pretty quickly realized that there are things like that kind of in all facets of life. And so mm-hmm. if I'm going to live you know, somewhere like it for me kind of had to be affordable, but, you know, is just not like, like there might as well be some sort of impact um, hmm. on the community um, and on myself, you know, because if sure. I'm just in suburbia somewhere like, totally. and not really connecting with any neighbors, um, it's basically like it's isolating, but there's also no purpose there to be there. And so might as well live downtown, get to know neighbors. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes it's harder, but it also opens things up for me to be out of my shell and go outside. And those things are just so helpful when there's such a sure. big payoff. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about for you, Lauren? Yeah, for me, it's, um, it, it kind of, I guess it boils down to, I want my life to be as intentionally faith-filled as I, as I can make it. And I think it's about 
kind of having that vision of like the wholeness and the the, the fullness that God promises us mm-hmm. um, when we're living in like the work of the spirit in our lives. And so mm-hmm. we wanted like even in, in dating that that was a huge decision, a huge um, time of discernment to know where the spirit was leading. Like, is mm-hmm. this what God wants for me? And it took a very long time to come to that place of like, okay, Lord, like I really want to trust you with this. And this is a hard decision and I, I need, I need your guidance and, and to yeah. hear his voice. And so I think that making those choices intentionally is really just about inviting the spirit to be your guiding factor. Totally. <laughs> the totally. one that helps you figure, figure out all those hard questions. Yeah. And, and so sometimes it takes a bit longer because you're not just going off of your best guess or what mm-hmm. feels right. You're really having to do the hard work of, okay, I'm laying it before you, God, and I really want your will in my life. And, and I know that if I'm purposefully aiming towards you, your faithfulness is always going to be the best thing for me, totally, wherever you're bringing me. And so that it's really comes down to that faith that, yeah, that's what I want my life to be based on. And that I, it takes some work to really yeah. um, bring that into the daily life, like Ashley mm-hmm. was saying, and not just kind of do what's easy. Yeah. yeah. And also like, like I've been heavily involved in church in my churches that I attended in the past. And mm-hmm. there, I just found that there was so much emphasis on the Sunday morning yeah. ministry, which is a good ministry, <laughs> nothing against that. Um, but I found a lot of pressure to like, to perform or to, to, um, you know, like have that be the only time where I felt like God could use me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I just felt like that was a bit narrow. Um, and just for me, like spreading it out across the week and just like, you know, carrying God with me wherever I am and wherever mm-hmm. I go. Um, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's great. So, so you're dating a couple of years. Next part of the story is the proposal. Tell us that story. Um, when did you propose? When, when did it happen? How did it happen? Where did it happen? Uh, well, um, yeah, this is a bit tricky because, you know, wasn't really sure if we were quite or if I was quite at the place, like Lauren mentioned before, we wanted to be individually like at a place where we were ready for something like this. And so that was hard to figure out whether mm-hmm. or not I was uh, lots of prayer and, and, and things and consultations and whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually just decided to go for it. I mean, Lauren had a big trip coming up to, um, overseas with her, her friend and her parents. And, and of course, like, so she was going to India and obviously family is super important there. And they would be asking her if she was married or had kids or whatever. Uh, so, um, like all of these things are kind of playing into like, is now the right time to, to put that question forward? Um, and, uh, and, and also I was in school. Um, and so, you know, is 
being a student, you know, would that put a lot of pressure on like newly marrieds and stuff too? Um, so there's a lot of things to consider. It was hard to figure out. Um, but yeah, eventually I just decided to go for it, work with what we had. <laughs> um, we had talked about it beforehand. Like we, we knew that that was something that we wanted to do. Um, yeah, we both kind of said, okay, we're, we think we're, we're ready. Yes. It was just a matter yeah. of figuring out the timing. Yeah. So, um, so he, we planned a day trip. He worked, he'd worked three jobs that whole summer. Oh, wow. He was working very hard, um, yeah. saving up and, and getting ready to go back to school in the fall. And, um, so we had like one day that we were both off of work <laughs> that wow. whole summer. And, uh, so we drove out to the mountains to Jasper, where it's kind of the closest place where we live that we can get to the mountains. And, we went on, oh, we went cliff jumping, had some wow. fun adventures there. And yeah, that was the first time we'd ever done that, kind of explored a new spot. And we went on a hike and I was kind of wondering if he was going to ask and like every beautiful spot on the hike, I would like turn around and see and he was just standing there, <laughs> like super casually. I was like, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe I've got this. I'm trying really hard to like manage my expectations. Like, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so we did the hike and then we went to Athabasca Falls, beautiful waterfall. Wow. And walked around there and he still didn't ask me. And I was like, okay, it's not gonna happen today. <laughs> and, uh, and then finally um, we were just driving and he just pulled off the road into this beautiful spot right by the Athabasca River uh, down like up some picnic table area under the trees. And it was just like perfectly cool part of the afternoon and um, yeah, he pulled out a blanket and some snacks and stuff and and handed me a letter, um, a beautifully written letter, and and then asked me to marry him with a ring that he had carved out of an avocado seed. Because <laughs> oh, I wow. had very specifically said I would really like to pick out my own ring. Have to use um, something. And he needed something, so <laughs> That's awesome. he decided to carve it. <laughs> yeah. And out of an avocado seed, wow that wow that that could be a whole nother episode right there because that's fast <laughs> like i didn't even know you could do that wow huh yeah they're really interesting he he cut it in half he planted the other half and it grew yeah. into a little tree which oh wow last for very long because yeah. we don't get any light in the summer here or in, in the, the winter, winter. <laughs> <laughs> so it died pretty and, fast yeah but... still got the other half and yeah. a little ring that he carved. <laughs> that's wow well well done that is I've heard the saying that you learn something new every day. And that is, that is my new thing I learned today that you can carve wedding rings out of an avocado seed. That's wow. That's, I'm not sure how durable they would be if you're going to use it for the long run. Not very durable. Not That's good fair. at resizing. Um. Okay. okay. Well, it, it, it's possible, right? That's the main thing. It's, yeah. this is a whole podcast, you know, it's, yeah, you know, that's, that's awesome. So yeah. in the engagement process, talk to me about how, what did Hope in Jesus look like for you guys individually, collectively? Um, was there a time when it was really challenged or encouraged, refined? Walk us through what engagement looked like. Well, yeah, engagement was a bit interesting because it was kind of right in the middle of our engagement that the pandemic lockdown happened 
Um, and so obviously we had done a whole bunch of wedding planning by then and had to replan everything basically because mm. um, and things were changing all the time so we weren't sure what would be allowed what wouldn't more or less and mm. um, and so like thinking about the hope in that season really it was um, you know just looking forward to what would eventually come yeah. Um, like eventually we would for sure be married and eventually these restrictions would go away and um, that we would be able to see see people again. And um, and so it was, I mean, yeah, the pandemic for our engagement was super challenging um, because, yeah, uh, family and friends weren't able to come like we had mm -hmm. planned and mm -hmm. hoped and people that we love but haven't seen in a while because they live far away um you know so really disappointing mm -hmm. <laughs> um but really just you know cling to the hope that like we're gonna get married um in the church yeah. <laughs> um with our priest um with you know some of our family and um god will be there and <laughs> we you know we will have a life after a pandemic after mm -hmm. um you know having us in many ways stressful engagement um yeah very kind of future oriented um but i mean we're planning a wedding like you have to yeah. be in the present moment um sure you know ear to the ground on what things are allowed and not allowed and, um, you know, making hard decisions and yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think, um, for me being engaged, I had so much hope built up around the wedding day, right? Yeah, you dream sure. for a long time about what your wedding day will look like. And it was really important to us. You said we're really, yeah, we, we try to be very intentional people. And so we really wanted our wedding to kind of embody that. And, and mm -hmm. so we worked very hard in their planning to make like every element very meaningful. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it was really important to us that it was an event that would build community. And so we kind of planned a whole bunch of elements of it that would connect the people that we love to each other and get them oh, to wow. really feel like they would be getting to know new people and getting to share a, a new experience and, mm -hmm. and be built up in community mm -hmm. and building bridges between, you know, our people that are on, you know, each side of the aisle. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, it was, that was kind of where my hope was and what I was really excited about and dreaming about. Um, and then COVID happened and yeah. I had to shift really drastically and it's, it's, it's challenging. I mean, we try not to buy into the message of our culture that says, you know, the wedding day is the most important day of your yeah. life. And yeah. we know that that's not true, but, um, it, it it's hard to kind of separate yourself from that when mm -hmm. you put a lot of work and effort into planning for it and making it meaningful and, and very important and significant um, for yourself and, and all the people you love. So mm -hmm. it was it was a huge shift. It really I really had to change my hope, <laughs> change yeah. what I was aiming at and what I was dreaming about, because um, it really couldn't be about the single day anymore. Mm -hmm. We didn't know for months and months whether we would be able to have even our immediate family yeah. at the at the ceremony yeah. um, or even any kind of reception, whether it could even be inside or any of that. And so it had to kind of 
change from hoping about the wedding day to hoping about our marriage, yeah, <laughs> hoping sure. and being joyful in the fact that I was going to get to live every day with Asher. Mm -hmm. And and that was a hope that I could really cling to and knew totally. this is, like you said, this totally. is going to happen. <laughs> totally. Even if the wedding day is crazy and not what we yeah. thought, um, we have a whole lifetime of, of joy and learning and growth mm -hmm. with one another to look forward to. And so um, I, I do think there was a gift in all of that because mm -hmm. it took the pressure and the intensity off of just the, the single day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and and more onto like, I'm just so thrilled that I get to wake up next to this person every day. Yeah. Um, and, and it really, I think, gave us time and space to have that day be about just like the seriousness of our commitment before God mm -hmm. to one another. And um, so there was like really that all of our hopes all of my hopes were fulfilled in <laughs> sure, sure, sure. in that in that wedding because I mean you really have to boil it down to okay well what is the wedding what is important yeah. in it and yeah. what is important in in um, starting off that covenant of marriage and yeah. how do you how do you um, what can you take away from all the all the trappings to yeah, really sure. just keep what's important there and 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 mm -hmm. have that be the truly meaningful thing mm -hmm. and it was it was extremely meaningful and. Um, very God focused. And I really had to just play it before God again and be like, okay, Lord, I have no idea. This day might be a disaster. This day might be, um, it, I, it might be a sad day. That was mm -hmm. the hard thing was to kind of say, you know what, it might actually be a really disappointing day mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I can, I'm still going yeah. to get to wake up the next day and be married to Asher. And that's a wonderful and joyful thing. And so, um, yeah, it was a huge shift and it took, I think it took a lot of trust and just kind of working through and like some mourning, some sadness. Um, yeah, I mean, the day itself wasn't disappointing, but we had to come to terms with that in case it yeah. might be. Yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. sure, um, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just like the reality that sometimes our hopes, the things that we hope aren't, aren't what come to fruition mm -hmm. and that there's still um, gift and goodness that God can bring out of that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, even though it's not what we thought we wanted. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. And I can imagine too, it's, it's hard to see that in kind of the almost, but not yet of waiting to get married and, you know, maybe the almost, but not quite in, like you said, you know, wanting a wedding that looks like a, and mm -hmm. maybe it looks like B, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I love that. The, the almost but not yet that is yeah. kind of what we live in 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 all of our faith right like we're yeah. hoping and yearning for what we will be and we know it will be perfect and, and amazing but we're still in our sinful broken selves mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, mm -hmm. it was kind of an embodiment of that yeah. yeah totally totally so looking back on your wedding day what what stand like what what stands out like what's what's the primary memory of your wedding day? Uh, um, one thing that stands, I don't know if this is primary or not, but it stands out to me right now that um, it was still a really, really special day. Um, you know, like Lauren said, initially we were planning our wedding to like have you know, kind of jam as much meaning as we can into it and intentionality. Yeah, yeah sure. And um, 
And so even though we had to strip away a whole bunch of stuff, um, it was still a super meaningful day, very rich in meaning. Um, and, um, you know, in many ways, just a lot more simple, but still a lot of work to put a wedding <laughs> on and yep. a lot of things involved. And um, so we were able to, you know, have us and our wedding parties um, and some like, you know, very immediate family there and everybody, you know, just kind of banded together to, to make everything happen that we couldn't do ourselves. And um, so, yeah, everyone worked so hard on our wedding and that stands out to me. Um, and that it was just super meaningful. Um, the, the essentials of getting married, you know, having a Christian wedding with our priest and having our family there, um, those were were there and we didn't miss out on any of that essential stuff so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i remember walking in to the church and i was one of my big concerns kind of this whole way leading up was that i was going to walk in and it it would just kind of break my heart a little bit because it would be empty hmm. <laughs> and i you know you have to walk you walk down the aisle but it, you're alone and there's nobody there to to see and celebrate with you Mm -hmm. but I walked in down the aisle and like there were some people there there weren't very many but there were a few but I didn't see anybody I didn't even look in the pews all I saw was Asher standing up at the front and I yeah. was just like yep that's all I need that's <laughs> I just, awesome I just want to I just awesome. want to go stand beside him and that's awesome <laughs> and I didn't yeah. I just yeah it was just so I was so excited and it, it felt yeah. just full of joy and celebration one moment that sticks out to me actually is um, we were pretty intentional about, intentional about wanting to choose a, an Anglican kind of liturgical wedding mm. ceremony, mm -hmm. which is fairly traditional. Um, but one really cool thing that they include is there's a moment where, um, so the priest always wears this, it's called a stole that goes around his, it hangs over his shoulders. And it's okay. meant to um, be a picture of the yoke of Christ that he he has taken on as his role as kind of you know spiritual shepherd. leader shepherd of his yeah mm -hmm. of his people um but what he does during at, at the end of the ceremony so after we vowed um he takes his stool and he actually like ties our hands together with it oh wow um and it's just this beautiful mm -hmm. moment of uh saying like you are now yoked together mm. under under the burden of christ which is is light and easy but but also like a, a full whole body whole person commitment <laughs> to one yes. another and yeah. to the lord yeah. in, in our relationship we are now fully like devoted to each other and to god and that was just a yeah a really powerful picture mm -hmm. and a wonderful yeah. memory yeah absolutely absolutely um how did that small but powerful influx of community bring hope on your wedding day like Asher I know you said you were really struck with how hard everybody worked but for both of you guys walk it walk me through this idea of community and hope on your wedding day mm -hmm. that was like a, a bit of a shock not that I mean we have a an amazing community of people mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I shouldn't have been surprised, but I think <laughs> I, we really wanted our, our original plan, like we said, was to bring people together and we didn't want people to have to do a lot of work. We wanted them to just come and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But instead, every single person had to do something on our wedding day because there were only 20 people. So whether <laughs> they were helping with music or helping, you know, cut the cake or um, tear down at the end of the night, everybody did something yeah sure um, not insignificant like a big thing <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and i think just their their absolute willingness to be like of course we will do whatever that was such wow. a such a grace to me to be like oh my goodness these people have given like they took multiple days off work they ran around and ran errands for me and it was just hmm. such a small crew um well and even like amazing. there were like you know some people that go to our church that we're friends with that weren't able to come to the wedding but they're like just so you know we are going to do all the cleanup at the ceremony and we're going to like do a whole bunch of like setup stuff for you so just like don't worry about that and we're like no 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 we oh, got wow. this thing and they're like no like we want to be part of this day and this is how we can do it and so we're just going to do it and um and so that like spoke volumes to me that mm -hmm. like you know the First off, the our com, our communities, our various communities, um, you know, are on board with this <laughs> and with yeah. us getting married and sure. and you know that's something that they um, delight in, but also that they are kind of taking some ownership in it as well, and so um, I think that that's something that you know, like everybody that was there and that contributed like those are people that i i know that like we could lean on those people going forward if mm -hmm. and when something difficult does come up like mm -hmm. you know these people have already invested um and they're still around and um yeah yeah it was incredible it really showed me that um i guess like people are really willing and, and worthy of of trust and of yeah like i i i want i'm a bit of a control freak so i was like i'll just do everything myself okay. <laughs> um but i had so many people that just stepped up and said like i'm gonna just totally take care of this for you like one friend just said i'm just gonna do all of the like the bulletin i'm doing all of it and i was like oh wow you don't have to do that and she's just like no i'll just that's me i'll just do that for you and she did wow. a way better job than <laughs> yeah than we would have done yeah, <laughs> it's, so true. Um, it's amazing how so that works right yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it was really a good lesson in sometimes when you have to let things go, mm -hmm. that the Lord and and the beautiful people that He's put in your life can like gift it back to you yeah. in ways better than you could have ever brought about yourself. Yeah. And totally. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And really, truly people like we made them or we invited people <laughs> that we that we could have there. We said, would you um, just stand up and share a little bit of how you know us or like a memory that you have with with us? Mm. Because we're like, well, there's only 20 of us. We can have every single person just share a little bit because we're going to be super tight and small anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at our little reception and. And every person, even the ones that are very um, shy and not really interested in standing up in front of others, they were so generous to stand up and and make jokes and laugh and tell stories about our history with them. And it just made for a, a sense of community, a beautiful sense of community that yeah. that our, our yeah. people were all there and they were all willing to be vulnerable kind of with each other and stand up and, and 
and just be like, yeah, this, we'll do this for you because we love you. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So for you guys, as you, as you look forward in your marriage, um, where do you want your hope that is obviously deeply rooted and centered in the person, presence, power of Jesus? Where do you want that to take you both individually, but also collectively in your marriage? Hmm. Um, our, so part of the reason that I wanted to make my own wedding ring, this, this will answer your question, I promise. Okay. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Is that, um, Asher's parents had gifted us with his, his, um, uh, his mother's wedding ring that oh wow um, and so they said you can take this you can take pieces of it you could build a new ring you could sell it you can do whatever you want with it but that was a, a gift from his parents and so um i decided to make a a new ring incorporating elements from his mother's ring and um it, i was thrilled when i got it back because um, the ring itself so it's a chevron shape which means it comes to a point and like points oh, okay. um at an angle instead of like mm -hmm. a perfect circle um and then we had fit in his mom's like little, like a diamond and a setting, setting um, into the kind of the heart of where that kind of comes to a point. So it's kind of tucked in. And underneath, so the piece that we had chose, we didn't know that when we chose it, but it actually has a shape of a cross under, oh, wow. under the diamond setting. And then, so the way that I kind of, I, I really envision this ring and really what I really love about it is that it, it it points me every day to the idea that our marriage is founded on Christ because it's sitting on a cross. Yeah. Um, but it's also always pointed outwards. So it's, it sits on my finger and it points me towards yeah. other people. And so yeah. I think my hope and my, um, my aim for our relationship is that like the love and the gift that we have in each other is always overflowing and, and directed mm -hmm. towards other people mm -hmm. and wanting to, use the gifts that we have to um, care for and bring life and and love to the people in our community people that are in need the people that we serve through our work um, mm -hmm. and our church but really desiring that like our marriage can be a a healthy and life-giving thing that we can come to each other and receive um, our, a lot of our marriage preparation talks about kind of helping the other person grow to be the fullness of how God sees them mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and really walk into that and that. And so helping each other become that. And then out of the, the overflow of, of that, being able to serve in whatever capacity the Lord has us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. tend to be, uh, I tend to naturally kind of be a bit shy and reserved and internally focused. Um, and, um, but I don't necessarily see that as, as ideal. <laughs> um, you know, like I think I, in many ways, have a lot to give. And so crafting a life that is intentional, a career that serves other people. Uh, you know, being involved in church as well. And, you know, <laughs> helping that Sunday morning ministry happen um, in whatever way that I can. Um, all of that kind of systematizes me getting out of myself. 
Um, but I've noticed that, you know, since being married to Lauren's a lot more outgoing and um, able to, you know, like engage people kind of as things come up and, and uh, that's just something that I appreciate so much because that's how I want to live. Um, and so she is kind of a model, like a daily model for me to look at, to help me do that. And, um, and, you know, as well, just like centering that on like, we want to love people and get to know people and bless people. Um, partially because, you know, I want to alleviate suffering however we can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether that's just someone in a, having a bad day or someone is homeless and they, they need a place to live. Um, you know, there's that runs a big gamut, but really like where we go, uh, we carry Christ with us. And um, so every once in a while, something comes up where we'll have a chance to pray for someone or to you know invite someone to church or um to help them find a faith community that that they can connect with and um and so just yeah living a life that's outward kind of generally and for me i've had to systematize that but it's just so much more meaningful and it's enriching um and um i think it's just kind of what god calls us to as well it's a great commission it's how we live out our great commission yeah absolutely absolutely awesome well asher and lauren this has been fabulous and thank you so much for your time um something that i love doing with guests is i want to give you guys the last word if there is anything else you want to share or a thought, a question, an application point you want to leave our listeners with, the mic is yours. Boy. Do you have one? <laughs> no. Well, I'm, for myself, so I, I work every day with people who, you know, have spent a lot of time in homelessness and have a lot of trauma and day-to-day -day life is difficult and... Um, you know, that in many ways has been such a blessing to me to see the perspective that they have on life, the enjoyment they get out of the simple things in life and, um, you know, people spending time with them and giving them attention and respect um, goes such a long way. And they all have dreams of how they can make the world a better place. Um, you know, they are some of the most selfless people I've met. Mm. Um, and so they are all clinging to like a better future, a better world um, for not just for themselves, but for, you know, anyone that they might see. And um, so I really see that as like, there's this human, you know, impulse to, and I mean, lots of them aren't Christians. And so I think it's kind of just an innate human thing to desire the garden of eden and yeah. you know the remade world that one day christ will bring about somehow and so we're all just kind of yearning towards christ um yeah. and um there are you know there's 
in our broken world, there's a lot of work to <laughs> maintain that or to live in a way where we can see that. Um, but being in community helps a lot, um, especially like a faith community and um, people that are willing to pray together. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, Asher and Lauren, I just want to commend you both for living lives of thoughtfulness and intentionality and authenticity. And yeah, I just, I really hope and pray God's rich blessing, uh, not just on your marriage, but in your work and your rest and your fun that you have together. And yeah, this has just been really good. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks. This has been great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks guys. A very special thank you to Lauren and Asher for coming on the podcast this week. Now, one of the many things that stood out to me from that conversation was when Asher talked about how we are all yearning towards Christ. I just thought that was such a beautiful reminder of how we position ourselves holistically. Um, you know, I, uh, I recently read a book by A.B. Simpson as part of my ordination process and A.B. Simpson shared in that book that our attitude affects our aim and you know I think that is such a powerful powerful reminder that where we position our hearts our souls our minds yeah impacts us greatly so my my challenge my thought my question to you this week friends is how can you aim yourself in a way that is so full of hope that it's just completely inspiring uplifting encouraging yeah so how can you aim yourself this week in a way that is both hopeful and hope-filled. Friends, I hope you have a fantastic week and tune in next week as we continue to look at how to maintain hope in an ever-changing world. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Maintaining Hope podcast please remember to rate and review the podcast so more people can find us and subscribe so that you stay up to date when the latest episode is released.